Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're back to uh, attempt another podcast. I don't know if we're succeeding or what we're doing, but it's an advanced analytics NBA podcast. There's some NBA news this week, which is exciting. My name is Guy Williams. I'm joined by my brother, Paul Williams. How's it going? And I'm joined by uh, my friend, JT. Hello. We have no qualifications. I just realized that. Do we need some? What do you mean? I, like, I have like a university degree. Yeah, me too. No, well, like... Honours, baby. What, what do you have an honours degree in? History and philosophy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> honours as well for me. Paul, what, what have Damn. you... Damn. No, wait, wait, wait. Paul, what's your honours degree in? I'm honoured to have a, a Bachelor of the Art degree. <laughs> that counts. That counts. What is your um, Bachelor of the Arts degree in, Paul? Uh, we don't need to get hung up on the nitty gritty. I'm quite interested just to find out what is, what, is, what your degree's in. I'd rather not. I'd rather not tell. I, I'd I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear. Uh, it was a from, bachelor from... of applied arts in specialising in musical theatre. Oh, the nice. stage. Are you going to do the a... lights, Does singing, it... acting, dancing, triple threat? Wow, so that you are uniquely qualified to identify and assess triple threats then, Paul? To, to an extent, yes. But we, we kind of agreed that that was not a true triple threat because those are all in the same umbrella, let's be honest. Paul, are you, if yeah. you're singing and you're acting, if you're acting, you know, dancing... Yeah, we, we established that canon, didn't right we? There. Are you going to do a bit If you're of... singing, acting, dancing, and you're a professional uh, ice hockey player, double threat. Dual threat, correct. So what would be a triple threat then? Like uh, pizza shop owner, uh, NBA basketball, great, and DJ. I don't think owning a pizza shop, like you can just have money to do that though, right? Pizza shop board member? No. (laughs) Okay. um, Paul, you might be singing a little song for us later in the show, hopefully, and a bit of a dance as well on the podcast. No, but I I would like to say that Today's Magic Mayhem is going to blow people's minds. I have a scoop. There's, there's going to and be a scoop coming. There is a scoop coming. So if, if, you, if, you're, if your keenness to listen to this podcast starts wavering partway through because it gets boring, stick it out because Magic Mayhem today is this ex- exclusive scoop. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's time for the podcast we call Advanced Analytics. Okay, we've changed our podcast intro audio because uh, the man who we used on the on the podcast, who famously says, um, "If you don't like that, you don't like NBA basketball," has been um, fired from his radio job, and um, he's had to resign as King's color commentator or whatever he might have been called play by play. I don't even know who he was really. He just had that one catchphrase um, for being a, a, a known accused for being a, a racist person. 
quite a quite a bombshell. Mm. He got he so he, so JT uh, he got baited into it by Demarcus Cousins on. Um... It was pretty funny way to do it by Demarcus Cousins. Like normally, I, I guess maybe people wouldn't notice if you just complained about someone normally. So what Demarcus? It was Co- genius takedown. Not, <laughs> so obviously, um, there's there's uh, huge riots and protests going on throughout the United States at the moment in support of the wonderful Black Lives Matter movement and. DeMarcus Cousins picked this moment, knowing that the Sacramento Kings commentator is a racist, to ask him what his views on Black Lives Matter are. And um, Grant Napier wrote back in all capitals, all lives matter. And then this caused um, uh, Boogie Cousins and a couple of other NBA players to um, share stories about um, the commentator being quite racist and that has ended his career. Quite amazing, really. Good. And well, one, you're you're a fucking prick if you if your reaction to anything is all life matter, obviously. But two, if Boogie Cousins is make is making you look like the villain in the scenario, <laughs> you have got a fuck. You got a heap on. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite. It was goodbye, Boogie. Like I like that he's been brooding away. He's had this in his back pocket and was just waiting for the moment to. And but also crazy that they couldn't get this guy fired before. You know, like I assumed NBA stars could just you know get anyone. You know, like someone who who um cleans the hallways, looks at them the wrong way, and they get them sacked. I had no idea that, that you know, it just shows the, um, you know, the problems that exist when this guy can be, like, known for being very problematic. I've, I've always thought about that. Well, not always, but last few years, I've think, been thinking about that, like, is the sort of so-called progressivism in the NBA, is, is, that, a, um, is that real or is that just lip service? And I wonder, like, that is sort of would be an example of historically it's more public lip service and it is a real feature of the league. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think the NBA has got a long way to go and a lot of problematic things. Also, I'm very suspicious of NBA cares. I should maybe talk about that another time. I'm suspicious of a lot of charities, but I won't let that overcloud it. Um, Obviously, the NBA has been... uh, I mean, um, there's a lot of stories in today's podcast. Um, We're going to talk about the... um, We're going to talk about the huge news about the NBA possibly coming back and what that's going to entail. But I thought we should start with uh, Black Lives Matter because um, it's been such a, a, a revolution and so many NBA players have been such strong voices. It was one thing that struck me as amazing um, is that Michael Jordan chimed in, which is something he's famous for not do- do- doing and often is derided for. And I was quite proud to see Jordan. Obviously, he comes from a different era, what wasn't as socially acceptable or as encouraged to do that. So I thought that was something kind of special. Yeah, but so did the Washington Redskins. Yeah, yeah, the, the Washington Redskins did do too, and I thought that um, the Forty Niners were also an interesting one when they literally sacked Colin Kaepernick for doing Crazy. the mildest, the mildest um, protest. Um, <laughs> did he, best one by far is Ben and Jerry's. Ben and Jerry's it's absolutely like not holding back at all. What, 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 oh, so, so you're saying they're good because we were, we were talking about companies that maybe were a, a bit disingenuous about their protests. Nah, um, Ben and Jerry's was like in, in systemic racism, like getting real deep into slavery, like going absolutely no, ben and no punches. Is, is great, I think. Firstly, incredible ice cream, <laughs> world class, but also they seem like a good company, I think. And uh, I remember my dad read a book about it, and he and he was like, oh, the, he was just like so upset at how much the ice cream cost that he um he's quite anti them but <laughs> yeah, that story took a bad twist 
Old get out. Yeah. Also, I think our dad is a long, long way off being someone who um, understands any sort of cultural thing ever, really. But um, anyway, yeah, good yeah. to hear that he re- he read a book, though. That's a positive thing. I've got a confession about Ben and Jerry's to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought for a long time that Jerry and Ben and Jerry was Jerry Garcia, and then I only recently found Wait, out that Jer- it, Jer- no, that is, che- is Jerry Garcia. Cherry- Cherry, Cherry Garcia, Garcia is, a, a, is flavor. a flavor. Yes. Who's Cherry Garcia? It's a good flavor as well. I only recently had, can I just speak on Cherry Garcia? Um, well, what's with quickly? all this Ben and Jerry's conversation? Yeah, yeah. It's just a go crappy for, ice cream I, I want to go on well, after. I'd just like to say I only recently branched out and tried it. What a flavor! For some reason, like I usually stick away from any sort of fruit. Like I'm, I'm more of like a anything with cookie or healthy, brownie yeah. or um. I don't want to be getting that cherry nutrients into my body. I want pure the, sugar. The one I've been actually buying the tubs of recently, Netflix and chilled, incredible. It's got like this kind of pretzely. It's kind of a bit salty. It's so good and yeah, brownies. Yeah, uh, but I'm Cherry Garcia, man. What a flavor! I, I, if you've never branched out and tried it, give it a go. <laughs> I'm going to. So, uh, inspired by um, Ben and Jerry's uh, very, very uh, progressive tweet, I treated myself and my wife to a small tub, and I have. Lo- I went for the. Um, it was like a cookie one, but it had Jimmy Fallon's stupid, annoying face all over it. Yeah, and um, it made me. Th- it's night go with Jimmy Fallon. It's really good ice cream, but man, it's- I. It's so hard to buy it with that face looking at you. It's a face. great flavor, I will agree. But man, if you're in store and you have to order it, it's embarrassing. <laughs> exactly. You, you, you'll always try and be like, oh, and this one, and they're like, sorry, and you're like, oh, this one, and they're like, oh, which one you pointing at? And you're like, um, and yeah. the tonight dough with Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love, I love how this um, massive movement is going on. And uh, all this wonderful stuff is happening, and all these wonderful activists are rising up to um, to fight the power. And um, our podcast is focusing on the great efforts of the Ben and Jerry's Twitter account, a horrific corporation, Not just the Twitter account, whose whole brand no. is just sucking ass and pretending like they're great guys. When I'm sure I'm sure they're okay, but I don't think they're like really the world savers that they pretend to be. They're just a good ice cream company. I disagree, but um, a strong disagree. <laughs> well, okay, let's let's move off. Let's move off Ben and Jerry's. C- I'd like to talk about how um the Knicks. Okay, firstly, uh, they were the only team who wanted to continue playing through the COVID <laughs> pandemic. Why they suck? Um, you suck. Why would you want to keep on playing? Like you should be stoked <laughs> that the season's over. Meanwhile, the Warriors uh, were the first team to be like, we're not going to let fans in the stadium. To be fair, like, to be fair, the Warriors gave up their season like months before COVID, and I'm surprised they were letting fans in um, mm-hmm. before then anyway. Um, but then, again now, like, look at... Uh, the Knicks are now the only team who have refused to support Black Lives Matter. Meanwhile, like... You just got to go on Steve Kerr's tw- Twitter account. He is tweeting up a storm over there. About the Knicks? Um, no, about Black Lives Matter. Oh, well, Retweets, yeah. his own original tweets. It's Some all great good tweets. stuff. And, um, Can I just confirm and that I was the, thinking how, the true heroes what? of Black Lives Matter are uh, Steve Kerr. Ben and, the, the, and Ben and Jerry. <laughs> and Jerry Garcia. Uh, Who's Jerry who Garcia? Who's, Jimmy Dallin. Is, is, is Jimmy Jer- Dallin? Is Jerry is Jerry Garcia the guy from Entourage? I don't know. Honestly, I've never I thought seen he was Entourage. a baseball player. 
don't try and pretend you're a hipster who's never seen Entourage. It's a hell of a show. I've never seen it. I've never seen an episode. Oh, he's a, I don't know he's what it a is. He's a singer-songwriter, Jerry Garcia. Oh. Wait, um, so it is Jerry Garcia. And one of the main questions is, how did Jerry Garcia really die? <laughs> and it's his heart attack. But obviously there's maybe a conspiracy theory there. Like when you um, broke the conspiracy theory of um, Brittany Murphy. That came up on Reddit, though, so you should get on Reddit where um, people are also... Although a lot of people on Reddit are but, also... Yeah. No, what, all I was saying was, it's funny how the quality of the franchise is apparent even like... I feel like even if you didn't watch any basketball from the last um, six years, you could just look at how the franchises have reacted and be like, well, that team is probably much better than that team. And you'd be so right. Cause I agree. It's like... Oh, the you're, Knicks... saying, you're saying that the, 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 the better the team is on the court, the more socially aware they are as well. Well, it seems like it. It's like it's, It seems like the Warriors are always at the front of whatever's happening. And the Knicks are always at the back, like <laughs> are always going in the opposite direction, yeah, the wrong that's, direction. That's a good observation, yeah. yeah. But anyway. Um, no, that, that's a really good point. And I think um, people have already realized that if you want cutting edge Black Lives Matter chat, we're probably not the place to go. I want to bring up Paul Pierce's Instagram account where um, he got, um, like, so, I'm going to say cyberbullied, which is a shame because he, <laughs> he was just trying to do the black square on Instagram, which is already controversial. <laughs> And uh, he, he posted a black square, but I don't know what he did. I think he just would have taken a photo maybe with the flash in the dark and then screenshotted, like trimmed it or something because he <laughs> he posted like a kind of grayish, yellowish square and the top comment is someone who just wrote, N-word, that's gray. And then someone else wrote, bro, you had one job. Um, N-word, missed mixed Monday. You I couldn't feel, take I a picture that him. just wasn't a black screen. He's getting so roasted. Um, and oh, I like what he's done. It's like a kind of art, slightly artistic spin on it. <laughs> and um, I and, like it. And uh, this woman um, who has a photo of, I think, Nicki Minaj as her Instagram picture um, had the good point to re <laughs> remove the hashtag Black Lives Matter and BLM from the post because, unfortunately, the, the hashtag is getting flooded with just people just posting black squares which is not good for anyone but um people loved people so i like the main thing i saw was just people um pointing that out that you shouldn't use that hashtag ah is that common i thought so but um my other thought was like i don't know how like i've never really used a hashtag pro I, like to me hashtags I'm never like see someone do a post and it's like hashtag sponsored and I'm like oh let's go check out um, yeah. yeah all these sponsored posts but maybe I'm maybe I don't use Instagram the same as everyone nah, else. Nah, so um the way the way it should work and the good way for it to work is um how my partner uses it where she doesn't follow accounts she follows hashtags so she'll she likes British blue short haired cats so she follows hashtag British blue. And then just you get a constant stream. It's not from one provider. I thought that was quite a good. And so obviously people follow Black Lives Matter, and it's annoying when you're getting Paul Pierce's off-white grey square popping up um, in the middle of your feed. Do you guys know I started a hashtag? Well, I was the first person to ever hashtag Lou shots, like photos of Lou's. Are you serious? Yeah, first person ever I, uh, on Instagram. Okay, wow. is, that, is, that even, yeah. is that even a good thing? So if I go hashtag lose shots, and it's quite common, yeah. and you reckon you invented that? 
Oh, all my posts are archived, but I could prove it in person one day. Wow. Okay. So yeah. why are you proud of that? I think that's my first question. Like, what's good about that? Um, I don't know. Have you been first to do anything on planet Earth? <laughs> it's not even that popular a hashtag. Like, there's only 129 posts. Yeah, but I'd rather be one of 120 than, like, a million <laughs> of five million. Yeah, okay. You've been first to do something on planet <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm not the first to do anything, so I guess you win that win that one. Um, hey, I've got, got a serious thing to discuss, though. Oh, no, it's not that serious. It's a, it's a genuine question, though, about that um, Blackout Tuesday. Yeah. So, so I did it. I did it straight away in the same way that I'd go to the... Um, went down to the match or whatever it is to, to show solidarity. Well but done, mate. You're I, the real hero. Yeah, but I've been quite interested about the sort of backlash. People going, oh, like, like just putting a post up on Instagram doesn't do anything. But like, And I sort of get why people react that way, but isn't sometimes just showing some public solidarity a nice thing to do? Yeah, I'm with you 100%, and I hate the way there's, pe- there's people on Twitter... Who just who are just keen to attack like just attack and be negative in anything, and it's quite annoying I think to be yeah. like, it's like just here just... we are we are heroes <laughs> who want to no, do a black square. No, this is exactly post. it though. Like, how many people are making the same joke like where it's like, oh great, you post a black square, you've um you've fixed racism, but it's like no what. Firstly, that's not an original thought. Every like every second account is saying that, and secondly, just like get a grip. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't think. Thanks for your question, JT. I don't think um, this podcast is really the place to get your answers. You might want to read a, <laughs> a think piece or something like that. But I just just the idea of just a blank square with no message. It was kind of seen as silencing voices. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't want to get involved in that. I didn't do the black square. Um, I had a weird situation. With the New Zealand rapper Scry, okay. So I I made a mistake, right? One thing when when you when you've got an account like mine that's followed by a lot of um, questionable people in society, I'm just going to say it that way. Just get some weird comments. I feel like if it's a political post or something important, I need to um, I need to make sure I flush out the bad comment. Like I need to like delete some comments because there's a couple of um, shit kickers who follow me, you know. So I posted um, a quote from Ice T. Which is kind of kind of funny because I, I don't even really know. I just thought it was a good quote. Um, it was just Ice-T talking about... Um, he, he, I'll just read the quote. The quote was, Yesterday, some dude asked if I was triggered. I said no. But then I thought about it. What part of watching another brother get murdered in broad daylight by the police shouldn't trigger me? Yes, I'm triggered AF. And I thought that was quite good in response to the stupid triggered joke that people do. Um, it was quite good. So anyway, I posted that. And then I forgot to delete the comments, and I was like, oh, no, it's been 24 hours, and my comments will be horrible with all these all live matter mother effers getting up in there. I went through my comments, and they were all fine, and just people just doing emojis, solidarity stuff, and stuff like that, except for one person who wrote, you were probably confused. He was not writing at me. He was writing at, um, writing to Ice-T, even though I don't think he realized that I tweeted it. <laughs> not Ice-T. He wrote, you were probably confused for being light-skinned and having a white wife and playing the policeman on TV for the last 20 years. And I was like, all right, mate, give Ice-T a break. Like, no need to have shots here. And I went to block or delete the account. And then I realized that the delete the account was called Scribes Here, So Give It Up. And um, the person who wrote that comment, my troll was um, New Zealand's most well-known rapper, Scribe. 
<laughs> wow. Is that not weird? And I didn't know what I didn't to do. I don't understand what the tweet was saying. So I just let the, 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 the tweet was just saying tr trolls say, um, oh, what, are you triggered? And he's saying, and his first thought was, no, I'm not triggered. And then he's like, yes, I was triggered. It's okay to be triggered. This is a triggering situation is all he was saying. No, no, but what was what was Scribe's tweet Scribe saying? Scribe was having understand. a go at Ice-T for, um, for marrying a white woman. And having, oh, and, and playing a cop. And yeah, playing a cop and, and, and having light. He was re it was really mean, and as I said, I would delete it, but it's I'm kind of stoked to get a mention from New Zealand's most famous rapper, and he's a person of colour as well, but um, yeah, a real difficult situation. Uh, very weird, <laughs> indeed. I don't get why you're allowed to talk about things on Instagram, but I'm not. <laughs> what did you talk about Instagram that was what you're allowed to talk about? I talked about the whole Blackout Tuesday thing. Yeah, okay, you did. Got, got told to take my questions elsewhere. Well, maybe I will. Yeah. Direct describe. You were quite um you, uh, shivers. We shouldn't we shouldn't talk all about just white people who have done um things. But um you were excited about Eric Aaron Baines did a like a like a, a public statement or something. Yes, and that's yes. I was I thought Aaron Baines's uh, statement on um Twitter also was very good okay. and very, very very poetic. And if I could just bring it up, I could share you my favorite line. Can and I'm I not just... saying this. Can I just? I, I just quite funny how our podcast has focused in the Black Lives Matter m moment. We're focused on Steve Kerr, Aaron Payne's both white, and Ben and Jerry's. I don't know who Ben and Jerry are, but I'm assuming they're white as well. Unless it's the cat and the mouse, in which case, no, I don't think the cat counts. It was around the age of sixteen that I was old enough to understand that racism came in all shapes and sizes. It could be loud and proud, but worse yet, it could run as silent as the cool waters of a river, quietly swallowing people up. Wow. Pretty Aaron poetic Baines. from Baines. What a poet. Mm. What an absolute... Good on him for giving And then at the crap. end, he, he actually apologized. For, well, he was like, there'll, there'll be other people who are more poetic than me. No way, Aaron. And, and I thought, I'm yet, I've yet to meet one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we probably should talk about at least one non-white person. Well, does, I, it, uh, does it make... Yeah. Does it and, make not you guys... Paul, and not just criticizing Paul Pierce for... <laughs> oh yeah, that, that makes it even worse. Say eh? that makes it even worse. We are the worst. We're the worst allies ever. Um, I was really impressed by LeBron James, and I know he dropped the ball on Hong Kong, and so I, I, I let it pass. So I enjoyed him literally calling out Drew Brees and his bullshit. Never disrespect the flag, bullshit. Um, I thought LeBron just like coming, coming in and coming in strong. It's like that was um, yeah. yeah. Spiting I still think weird to stand with China. No, yeah, but well, well, this is and, these are different issues in different countries yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, and you can't and just because you're against one thing, you can't. I don't think there's like, I don't know. It, I think it's just complex, and being against one thing doesn't mean you have to be equally vocal about everything all the time. Like that's sort of just a a reductive position, which would mean no one would do anything. Yeah. But what about Jalen? Shout out to Jalen Brown. That was pretty awesome for especially how young he is. He's a future leader, if not already. Yeah, um, yeah, Jalen Brown was fantastic, and yeah, it, it's, it, I, I was just blown away by Michael Jordan finally as well. And people criticize Michael I, Jordan for not being a leader and a spokesperson, but he is he is coming there. He spoke up against um, uh, trans bathrooms and uh, in Charlotte as well. Like he, yeah, Jordan is, is he he spent time being the greatest basketball player of all time, and now he can spend some time um, being uh, being a, a leader as well. It's awesome. I retweeted a, a photo that made me laugh today. It was actually it's actually from 2017, um, and it's a, a young boy, uh, 
at a protest holding up a, a sign he's clearly drawn on a piece of cardboard quite messily with a vivid, but it just says, Donald Trump is very weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I thought, couldn't have said it better myself. Do you know Do you know what? I, I jinxed it as well. Does anyone remember on this podcast where I said Donald Trump has had a comparatively easy run? Like, he hasn't had any major challenges in his four years as presidency. I said this, and I said... Um, I said it's been, I mean, obviously he's had a lot of problems, but they've been all of his own making. Like he hasn't had any major conflicts to have to deal with. And then like literally months before um, he has to run an election again, all of a sudden, just like, you know, the biggest crisis of the last 10, 15 years hits with COVID. And now finally it's been building for a long time. And I think he's a big part of the problem. Um, yeah, it's a, it's borderline a civil war in America, and um, yeah. but I wouldn't say it's like bad luck for him. No, it's bad luck for the yeah. world. It was bad luck for the yeah, world. Yeah, I know. And I it sounds a little bit like bad like, luck for me because I cursed it. I cursed it is all I'm saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm quite a powerful person, and I. Um, it I, sounds like you're saying give Trump a break. Can I re- replay? I'm not saying give Trump a break, and I definitely, desperately want him to get uh, unelected as soon as possible. And it actually, I would like to say that despite Guy um, wanting us to give Donald Trump a break, I say don't give him a break. <laughs> and to quote Dave Chappelle. This guy is having a terrible go of it. Um. I love um, my favorite Dave Chappelle bit, um, and uh, came up uh, came up recently with with the Neil thing, and he just talks about like finally I figured out the way after years of protests and stuff like that, we've found out the way to hurt white people, and it is to kneel before a football game, and then he goes down and kneels, and the white people are like ah, I always I always enjoy that, like it's like kryptonite or something like that. Um, all right, that was a uh, very poor coverage of uh, the political happenings in the United States. It is. Hey, I've got a political. Oh, sorry, guy. I've got a quick political plug. No, come one in. Oh, a political plug. Yeah, it's about hashtags. Just, uh, just an, a, a side issue. If you're disgusted by what you see in the states and the militarized police force, bloody try the hashtag arms down NZ. Just educate yourself on what's happening here. Okay. Being, Oh, that's, that, was a, that was a lovely plug, man. It's time to talk. I feel bad for criticizing um, hashtags now. Hashtags, what great. We all love them. I've never, love them. I've never clicked on a hashtag. They're wonder, they're, you, no, that, is, that cannot be true. You must. Anyway, that's a lie. Um, it's time now to talk about the NBA coming back. It's time for the Week in Review. Review. Holy crap, guys. I don't think it's locked in yet, but it's probably happening. A 22-team return to the NBA in Disneyland, eliminating the Minnesota Timberwolves. Sorry, Disney World, sorry. Important distinction. Minnesota Timberwolves, Cleveland Cavaliers, Atlanta Hawks, Detroit Pistons, Knicks, Bulls, and Hornets. Atlanta Hawks? Gone. Oh, these are the the teams that are out. Gone, gone. And 22 teams left. It's so weird. 13 teams in the West, only nine in the East. That feels uncomfortable. And, yeah, they're going to try and wrap the season up and get into the playoffs. It's exciting. So you know exactly, like, I can picture the whiteboard now. And Silver calls the, calls the meeting, gets up, 
right step, right goal, underlines it, and then just put Zion Williamson in the playoffs. Okay, work backwards from here. <laughs> oh, is, are, are, the, are the Pelicans literally the lowest ranked team to make it into the bubble? Basically. Not, not, not quite. There, there are, and, and I'm a little confused as to why like the Suns are in there. Because the Suns are currently six games out behind the eighth seed. Yeah, but they, they and it's can... like they've only got eight games to try and turn that around. It's yeah. pretty tough, if you're especially if you're the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, but that was the cutoff, right? Six games out. If, if yeah, you're... yeah, I guess. It will be interesting to see, and maybe we can do some crazy predictions. But like, this is just obviously the NBA has been tipped on its head. What like will, will a team like the Suns or maybe Mike Mike Philadelphia, who's had a sh- terrible season, but you know has a chance now to to do some off season trading and get some sort of you know Brett Brown's had a chance to watch some footage. Hopefully they got their shit together. Like it's a team could come could come out of nowhere and it's quite confusing. And a, and a team that was doing really well, like the Bucks, you never know might come back out of shape or something wrong with them. You know, like it could it could turn around really quickly. I think it could change things massively. We could get a weird winner. You know how the Knicks the Knicks is the eighth seed in two thousand in nineteen ninety nine made the finals just because um, all the veteran teams couldn't. Um, weren't fit enough, you know, and they, they, the Knicks were kind of a young team. Like, do you think something crazy like that might happen or something? Pelicans are going to win. I'm telling I, you now. I think I think crazy things could definitely happen. Hundred percent. You've got. You to think ass- the Pelicans are going to win? You've got to assume. Nah, that but LeBron has just uh, been doing playoffs uh, press ups every day, watching the Last Dance, just thinking, Jordan, I'm coming for you. And like, you got to think the Lakers got to be ready, right? Press ups, you reckon, guy? Well, He's really going to. <laughs> He's gone all out. <laughs> well, we, I don't know. Just like like there's some teams. Like, he, has, I, he has no cardio fitness. <laughs> his like shooting is horrible. So many like, he's just He's just so swole. Like his chest and arms are just massive. Well, I heard. I heard. His like, legs are tiny. I heard. I heard. Um. I heard Jimmy Butler was buying the Heat teammates like some like backyard basketball hoops, and I'm like, if he has to do that, then. You know, I assumed like all the NBA teams would have like some sort of Illuminati tunnels that they can walk through to their training facility. I, you know, like some teams will be really organized and other teams, it's a, little, a bit like Paul talking about the Twitter accounts having their shit together. You know, if the Knicks were let back, they would come back out of shape and have no idea. Whereas you can, you can, <laughs> you can feel that the Bucks probably have a pretty good plan and are probably pretty organized, you know? Mm. Speaking of Bucks, um, a few people are kind of talking like the magic have got the short end of the stick a little bit here because we were basically looking like we were probably go- going to end as the seventh seed again. Um, uh, yeah, we finished seventh seed last year, I think. Yeah. Seventh seed again, uh, which would be the Raptors again in the first round rather than the Bucks, which we're currently at in the eighth seed. And then now people are thinking, like, we might not... Um, you know, we could finish as the eighth seed. There's there's better chance with the eighth seed over the seventh seed. But personally, and I've been, you guys know more than anyone how scared I am of the Raptors. I, even though the Bucks are, you know, they've got seven games on the Raptors, they're dominant this season. Yeah. And they are the bogey team for the Magic. Like we get blown out every time we play them, basically. I still think I'd rather have Bucks than Raptors in the first round if I'm the Magic. Wow, I think I think Magic were eight seed last year, didn't they play the Raptors first round one versus eight? I think the Bucks were the one seed last year. Oh, 
Yeah, they actually were. Were they not? Yeah, they had home yeah. court. Yeah, they they won two games. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, okay, good point. Um, I like that you're, you're one of the few people who, since Kawhi Leonard has left Toronto, have actually like almost valued Toronto more. You're like, addition by subtraction, baby. They're ready to rock. Now, well, but so many of their guys, like suddenly, I've already said this, but no one talks about Fred Van Vliet's numbers. They're crazy. Yeah. And that's like, and, um, and Norman Lowry. Powell, a guy who's just so frustrated me for years because people are always like, this is Norman <laughs> yeah, Powell's year. And this year, it's finally his year. I've got him on my fantasy team, he's and good. he's he's suddenly good. Uh, OG and Anubi, Anobi, yeah. like they've suddenly just got guys who like they're just they've got depth. They're obviously clearly a good, a well-run team, well coached, great Twitter account. Um, and the thing with the Bucks is like I felt like I I mean I watched I watched one video which was kind of just showing what the Raptors did to the Bucks, which was basically just play heavy help side defense to stop Giannis from just dribbling in and dunking it and, you know, making the Bucks beat you on, like, Eric Bledsoe shooting threes or whatever. And I just still think that the the Bucks are, would be an easier team to you're, 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 you're slowly talking me around, and um, I will say that... Um, uh... Oh yeah, they'll be they'll be healthier as well. Like the one of the Raptors' biggest weakness is they got a few like forty year old dudes, um, Mark Gasol, mother effers, who like are just constantly injured in Serge Ibaka. So to have a, probably hopefully a post COVID healthy team might make a difference as well. Mm. Guys, this is so Although exciting. I... The NBA is coming. This is so exciting. Mm. Are they going to play actually in the crappy Disneyland Stadium? Surely they're going to go. Paul, it's got to be a huge advantage for the Magic. Every game's a home game. They'll be the only team probably living at home. And um, surely they'll play the game. Will they not play in the Amway Arena still? Like they stay at Disneyland and drive in or something? No, I, I think they're going to play in, Dis- in Disney World. That stadium is just so crap. It's just hard to imagine. Of all the fine stadiums no, in America. People online were talking about how good it was. Like they were saying it's like a world-class. Yeah, if you're like an under-14 boys tournament. But like... It, I've been there. That, it was it was just like a it was just like a stadium you'd find in New Zealand. Like compared to like, have you actually been inside it? Yeah, when I was a kid. Yeah, wow. yeah. I got a free why copy of ESPN the magazine. I'll tell you why. Um, JT, this is kind of a weird family anecdote. When we were about, um, uh, when we were about, I was about maybe fourteen or was I sixteen? And Paul, you would have been about ten or eleven. We went yeah. to, we went to Disney World with our dad. He was there on a work convention. And basically, I don't know what happened, but we went to Disneyland like as a family one day. And the next few days, we were just given <laughs> like a. Fi- it sounds like a dream for a kid, but it was actually. It was, I learned valuable lessons. It was. It was hell. We we had like a five day park hopper pass, and I was just a kid with just a ticket, and I could just go wherever I wanted. And it was. I learned there about the um, uh, when you hit too much of a good thing. Because, like, the first three days were awesome, and I had my own spending money, and I ate fudge for, like, three meals a day. <laughs> but by about, the like, the fourth day in, in Disneyland, Disney World, I was just, like, it was, like, screwing with my mind. I had too much sugar. And I literally caught the bus, like, to the sports stadium just to look at that and got a free copy of ESPN the magazine. And, yeah, that was that was weird. But, um, anyway, when I was there, I inspected the stadium for future NBA tournaments that might be held there because I, kind of, I kind of anticipated a pandemic. And when wow, was, so you've got an ex- an an exclusive scoop here yeah and when, I, when, and when i was there i was like this is just like a it, it reminded me of the aesthetic the colors and stuff like that it was cool but it reminded me of the north shore event center at just a crappy basketball stadium and nicer than that but in, in auckland like it wasn't that flash compared to like the state-of-the-art facilities they'd have at say like most nba teams or most 
college teams would you know the stuff they got in America is crazy and I just didn't think that was up to it but they'll probably bring in the magic floor or something you know they'll bring in a spring loaded floor they'll bring in the hoops and stuff anyway I'd, I mean I'd say they'd probably have like some sort of NBA logo or I'm getting to I'm court. getting to I'm getting to focus on the decals and the and the and the and the facilities when I should be focusing on the basketball that's going to be happening mm. do we pull one out for the um teams that got eliminated like is that a bit harsh or should we just say piss off Cleveland Cavaliers you shouldn't be in the but NBA I- anyway the only team that would have that would have wanted to stay in is the Timberwolves, right? Yeah. Or maybe the Knicks. Everyone else would be happy. You reckon? Wait, why the Timberwolves and the Knicks? I thought the Hawks. Like the, uh, I don't know, nah, because the Hawks were like they just want to get a they just want to get a good pick. Golden State wants to get a pick. The Timberwolves, I think, <laughs> thought that they were really gonna make a splash this year, and probably still think they could have. Really. Overcome. I, I the think the so. one thing I'll say that's another benefit did it, to this didn't Ka- didn't Ka- is... Towns get injured though? But I think he'd be back by now, right? Or D- and D'Lo was injured. Yeah, good point. But their injuries were probably the only my two, yeah. my though would be, aren't they definitely not good enough? No, though? they're not. Definitely not good enough. And, definitely um, not. And <laughs> can I just say that I'm very jealous of him and he living my dream life. But they've got to fire their 13 year old coach who's literally my age, and he's doing a shit job. And um, the team, I mean, it's not a great roster that he's got to lead them. Um, apparently, they're trying to do like a um, NFL-style offense-defense um, scheme that's going to make them awesome. But like, I don't know, Ryan Saunders is his name. He's the, he's the son of... Uh, Wait, he led them to four more wins than the Golden State Warriors <laughs> this year. And so check your facts. What I was going to say though is this is this ending the season has been great for it's like now teams can't really and you know usually it's kind of from now on in the season would be that when teams are intentionally really losing games but to this point it's been like oh no these are just actual losses yeah you know it's like we don't have the intentional tanking now we've found our true tank you know accidental tankers with the Cavs you know, and the and the and the Timberwolves and the Warriors. I didn't think about that. Every game is going to be so spicy. Like even just even just like the Lakers and Clippers and stuff battling out for playoff seeding is going to be awesome. Like it's it's so exciting. Mm. Um, and I've got no job and NBA league pass, so I'm going to be watching every literally every game. And thank God I don't have to watch the Charlotte Hornets or the Chicago Bulls. So, question mm. for me though, guys. Were you like? Because as as you two know, I was very excited by the prospect of a World Cup style, um, or or even an NCAA style knockout tournament. Yeah. Are you happy with this result or disappointed? Because I'm really happy the NBA is coming back, but super disappointed about with what we've ended up with. And I just think it, yeah. it's too big of an asterisk to be like, oh, they won that year with it, because like. Imagine, like, even look at last year, how different it would be. So the the Raptors won, but last year they were eliminated in the first round by the Orlando Magic. And, like, while as a Magic fan, that would have been awesome, um, it would have just been this one crazy season where it's like, oh, is that what you oh, yeah. Is that what oh, you yeah. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah, the, um, the Thunder did win that championship, but it was... The year where it was like yeah. this weird knockout it tournament. It was like when John Wall won the dunk contest and they had a spinning wheel and like team. They had like. See, I'd, 
I literally didn't know he won a dunk contest because I've just deleted whatever that was from my mind. I might be wrong. <laughs> I might be wrong, but it sounds crazy. But one year, what they did is they got the East and the West dunkers or something together, and they did they did like a freestyle dunk routine where what would happen is it was like a layup line. Like all the players just ran and then did different dunks. It was nice they tried it. And then so like they got like a – the squad got a result and like the East or West won. I think the East won. And then – John Wall was voted best dunker of the East, which essentially was the slam dunk title for that year. It was a shambles. Um, but JT, you, you missed out on your vision. I'm sad. Yeah. Oh, well, always next pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Um, does I'm else... worried JT's going to start another pandemic <laughs> to get this result like next season. <laughs> does anyone else have anything else they want to say about the new format or should we move on? To I have Magic something Mania? to say. Oh, good. Uh, I have something to say that it's that time, right about that time, for the stars to roll on out. Which one do I play? Which audio? Clip? Play the um. Okay, and this is a this is a new special edition sting. Play the sting, please. Is it called? Is it one called Paul's clip or the one called Magic Mayhem Tumor? Oh, don't say the name. But it's the, the Magic Mayhem one. <laughs> okay, here we go. Three, two, one, go. Be this is Chumo Kiki, and you're listening to Magic Mayhem with Paul Williams. Wow! Wow! wow. Chumo Okiki of the Orlando Magic with the shout out mid theme song. That is I huge. can't believe it. That was so good. Yeah. I like how you sixteen dollars. <laughs> New Zealand dollars US. or American? US. So US. Like, but that's like, like twenty five or something. Yeah. It's the best money you ever spent. So um you didn't spoil it. When I said magic mayhem tumor, I still didn't know what tumor meant. And I did not I did not see that coming. So it was still In a fairness, he he has not played a game yet. Um, but wait a couple of years and you'll you you'll know what it meant. Does he? Did you trick him there? Because like that, you you went on that. No, app, right. It is crazy, right? So for those of you who don't know, there's a there's a website called Cameo.com where you can pay uh, celebrities to do video messages to you. Is Chumo Kiki a celebrity? Sorry. Is he a celebrity? Yes, and uh, but it's crazy. Like you'd assume. They would be like, oh, I'm not doing that. that kind of thing. But there's even worse than that, right? So you can go to someone's page and you can see examples of ones they've done. And like Aaron Gordon, who is like a few hundred dollars, yeah, he does one where he's like, um, get on down to um, Barry's Pools. It's the best place to get pools. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's like, what? Aaron Gordon, do you know how much you could get to, for like, and Endorsing. you should be doing like Pepsi ads. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, that's so. You funny. should be getting You should be getting, um, like a hundred thousand dollars to, to do some pool ad. You know, not like what's going on. That's crazy. But um, Chumo Kiki was doing the same. He was like, for sixteen dollars, he was saying like, you know, get on down to um, you know, Matthew's tattoo parlor. Far um, out. <laughs> also, it's worth noting that in the video Chuma sent back to me. He is shirtless, so <laughs> big bang for your buck. 
That's amazing. Um, Paul, is, is Elton John on Cameo? Because this has given me an idea. I doubt it as he's GM of the 76ers currently. Wait, what, what, what? What's the idea? Out, wait, wait, what? No, 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 no. No, he said Elton John, not Elton Brand. <laughs> oh. Um, no, no, no. Um, news as of today, Elton John has been made the GM of the 76ers. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> J- JT, what was your big idea for Elton John? Uh, get him to sing Rocket Man, but we wouldn't have to pay royalties because I've paid for it on Cameo. <laughs> it's yeah, not a, wow. it's, not a bad, it's not a bad thought, <laughs> uh, uh, indeed. Um, sure listen- we would own that live recording. That's kind of exactly. Genuine. Now, Paul, I'm quite intrigued here because I've actually got two audio clips from you. Yes, well, it doesn't end there. I um I sat down with Chuma to get an exclusive scoop just for this podcast. Um, so I asked. This is this is a few weeks ago now. But I asked him uh, my go-to question, um, and this was his uh, response. I asked him, um, I asked him what his favorite movie was. So, guy, please play the clip. I am so excited for this. I love athletes' favorite films. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay, so this is Chumo Kiki's favorite film. Mm, my favorite movie is probably Minister Society. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What? Do you have it? What is that it? Why is the clip, Minute, three, why is the clip at 30 minutes seconds to, long? Why was it what? 30 seconds long. Well, I left a bit of silence at the end in case you you didn't have that setting on iTunes where it plays. The oh, next thank you. Song. <laughs> so, so just did he not elaborate why he likes Menace Society? Is it embarrassing that I've never heard of Menace Society? I don't know what it is. I also didn't know what it was. So it's Menace to Society with the Roman numeral two in the middle. Wow. It's an American. It's a 1993 American teenhood drama film. Um, directed by what appears to be the Hughes brothers. Um, it's got Samuel L. Jackson, Jada Pinkett. Uh, wow. It's it's garnered pretty well. It's well received. And I, I actually wanted to watch it for this episode, but I think maybe next episode I'll I'll do Give a, a review, f- from, review for movie, movie Maiden. Yeah, 84% movie on Ron Tomatoes is decent, 75 on IMDb. It's quite amazing that we haven't heard of this film. Mm. Too white, I guess. Too white, but we should pull, check it out. Pull. Question for me, just a process question. Did mm-hmm. that did, did that cost you sixteen dollars? What? How many questions? How many questions? Can I got you ask? all. I got all of it for sixteen dollars, and I actually want him to do another one. Um, I want him to do one that's like maybe welcoming people to my Twitter, and then I'll pin it as my pin tweet. It'll be kind of cool to have Chumo Kiki doing it. Um, That'd be, that'd be so cool. I a welcome. So is Chumo Kiki like their last year's draft pick? Yeah. I, I was actually I actually can't remember what number. He was like sixteenth or something. And uh I think he fell to us because he, he was injured. But man, I got high hopes for him. I've watched a lot of his highlight videos and um 
I was kind of shocked she's on cameo because he he has kind of a Kawhi Leonard shyness vibe, but then you know he's getting himself out there on cameo. It's weird. Had to turn it's, down sixteen dollars. Well, it's it's actually interesting that because well, so would, he, he did something crazy, and I I still don't understand why he did it. But he was hurt, right? They drafted him hurt, and basically from the get go, he was never going to play this year. Like he was sitting out the his Magic first season. The Magic love doing that. But no, but here's the thing that was interesting. He didn't. He hasn't signed with them, so he's delaying signing his rookie contract until he's healthy. And like from the team's perspective, that's awesome because it's like we don't lose a year on his rookie contract. Yeah, what? But for his from his perspective, I can't understand it other than he's just being a good bloke. But um, but it's great. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> Do you think there must be there must be a reason? So he's not getting paid or insurance or anything like that. He's getting paid by me and other users of Cameo. No, that, that's, but he's that's, only getting paid about sixteen dollars a day, yeah, um, well, this which is, isn't great. This is so interesting. There might, can you do some research into that for Magic Mayhem? Because that is yeah, I think I tried and I couldn't really figure it out. But I will. Tr- I'll try do again. Think, do you think it's like an if? There must be a reason. Like do you maybe think... I, I should ask him on on Cameo. Yeah. Now that we have this direct line where we only have to pay sixteen dollars. <laughs> um. No, because just like, what is he trying to avoid signing with the Magic or something? Like, does he? No. Well, is no. He, is no. he trying to? Spe- That's crazy. No, there's got to be. I just can't think of why you would not take the money, speed up your rookie contract, get through it, or is he going to, like, maybe he will, like, void... There must be some sort of loophole that's going on here, like he's going to void his rookie contract and move on to something better. Is he is, is he, is he young, or is he has he played in college for a few years? He played in college... That's a good question. I think he might have played a couple years. He's still pretty young. My, 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 my point be, like, do you... Can you sign... If you're, if you're entering the league at 21... Can you avoid signing a rookie contract? You know, like there's got to be, he's got, there's got to be something he's thinking of, and the magic must know what he's up to because they must be on board with it, right? Otherwise, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Your theory is that the magic don't know about some loophole, and he's like, no, 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 I, no I'm saying they must be on board with whatever the loophole is as well. Like it must, it must be in effect mm. both parties because it sounds, it sounds crazy. So is, yeah, is, but anyway. Yeah. That was the exclusive scoop that you will not hear on any other podcast. That's really good. Chumo's favorite movie, Menace to Society. And good, good I, answer, and and disappointingly not easy to make fun of. Like I was really hoping for a Transformers three. Paul, yeah. question for me. One more, one more cameo question from me. Uh, what are the rules of cameo? Are you allowed to lie? In your video. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Wait, what, For all wait, we know, Minister Society is not Chuma Okiki's favorite film. Because <laughs> all I'm thinking is this, this sort of hacks journalism, eh? Because you could be like, oh, man, I've got to get that scoop. I've got to get that big scoop. But now you can just pay them. They have to answer your questions. Oh, no, they can. So they can turn... To, so when I, I posted it to Chuma, I was like, he could very much say, I don't want to say you're listening to Magic Mayhem. Like, screw that. But um, no, he was he was more than happy to, uh, and he poured his heart into his performance, as you heard. But Paul, um, have you made a mistake by um, saying you're listening to Magic Mayhem? He's endorsing the segment when he's not even a Magic player. No, he he is a Magic player. He's not. He just hasn't signed his contract. Doesn't have a contract. But... Doesn't sound very loyal, does he? No, he's super loyal. I think he's he's the most loyal he could be by, by he, doing what he's doing. Can he, I assume, be Magic Player of the Week now if he's not even a Magic Player? Yeah. 
And he is. Player of the week, Chuma Okiki, my guy. Uh, yeah. Congrats, Chuma. He's, he's going to be a menace to opposition defenses. I'll tell you that right now. Um, can I, Guy, do you have a guy I've been thinking this week? Yeah, I got a, I got a quick one, but I was going to go last because we all kind of okay. had a hypothetical. Do you want to go first okay. for Paul Don't Lie? Yeah, maybe. It's time for Paul Don't Lie. Here's the problem. Guy I've been thinking is the only one that has music, so it's just going to go silence into Paul Don't Lie. Go hard. Why don't you go – why does yours? Why is yours last? Do you think I'm not going to top it? Yeah, I think – well, I, well I, I, every week I bring a guy I've been thinking to the table, and it's high-level shit. And you and JT... Uh, mine's good. I think you good. should go first. I think yeah, you go mine... first. Yours nah, will be the nah, worst. Nah. We'll, we'll build to mine. We'll build to mine. <laughs> and we'll start with your guys' one so you can see how it's done. All right? Paul, kick it off. No, but that's us not seeing how it's done. Okay. That's us um, diving into the deep end. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. I'll, I'll show you how it's done. Here we go. Got to play the music. Uh, this... we, we need to talk over this We need bit, to re-edit the song so there's not such a long build-in. Please. I think it's good. Start. I like it. Please. Got been thinking, got been thinking. Whoop. Got been thinking and guy have come up with something. Got been thinking. Last week in our secret unreleased pod that hasn't come out yet because it's so hot and controversial, um, JT mentioned that he encourages cheat all sorts of cheating in sports, right? We had a good discussion about steroids and stuff like that. And... I wanted to ask you guys, genuinely, again, do you encourage cheating in sports? Because I think there's a right answer to this question, and I don't, and I, and I w- want to hear you guys' opinions on it. Uh, I need to clarify something. I never said I encourage it. I say I welcome it. I absolutely welcome it. That's it's the innovation. same thing. That's the same thing. No, no, because no, encouraging is like suggesting that someone do it. But if someone of their own volition finds a way to get seek an advantage yeah. beyond the beyond the rules, I support it and okay. welcome it. Okay, okay. And we went more into depth in our secret podcast that will be the band podcast that will eventually, after some heavy editing, will be released. Paul, what do you think? Do you encourage yes. cheating in sports? I don't encourage it, no. I will say this. I love a scandal. I love a sports... Like, the other day I was literally just watching... Um, baseball players bats breaking and revealing cork and <laughs> similar videos like that. There's there's one crazy one where the guy hits basically, a, I think, a game almost winning home run and then they they start looking at his bat and they realize his um his grippy, uh, what do you call it? It's like tar or something. Tar, yeah. Grippy, his grippy tar stuff on the bat goes too high and so they, that one's not really cheating but he storms out and tries to fight the guy. But anyway. Is it illegal um, to have your bat grip tar be too high? That's crazy. Yes, but it's like, I mean, it was crazy they ruled it. Like, you know, instead of um, eight inches, his was like nine inches or something. It was it, it was so just an accidental when, thing. When players um, have a corked bat and it breaks, is, is it footage of them scrambling to pick up the pieces before anyone sees the cork? Is that what happens? There's, yeah, there's a few different ones. There's one where the guy's bat breaks, I think, and then the like this boy runs out with more bats and he grabs the next one. And then the next hit... It breaks again, and the commentator's like, he's broken another bat, but then he, he looks at it briefly, and then he's like, no, I'm good to go. And they're like, this definitely sounded like his bat just broke. And then he swings again, and sure enough, I think his bat had been compromised, the structure, and it shatters, and then um, he, I think he gets out anyway, like he gets run out at first or something, and the umpires go over and look at his bat, and then he, he like kind of quickly leaves, and like he's like, I'm out, I'm out. 
it's fine, I'm out. And then um, and then they look at it, and then he gets ejected from the game kind of thing. But so, I think there are examples. There is an example of one guy running, and I think um, instead of running to first, running to collect his bat pieces <laughs> to hide the evidence. So, um, so the correct answer to do you encourage cheating in sports it should be a solid no. I once accidentally... I agree. I, I once... But inter- I love a scandal. I once accidentally interviewed a guy who wrote a whole book about how Trump cheats at golf. And my problem with cheating at sports, while I love it and I enjoy it and in most times encourage it, I do not encourage it because the problem is is that cheating in sports encourages cheating in life. And if there's one thing we've learned from the Trump presidency is that the only thing that's holding society together is people not lying all the time. And Trump's taught me that lying works. And the problem if you cheat in every aspect of life is that society just falls apart because there's no, you need trust, you need reliability, you want people to not lie about like basic scientific facts and stuff like that. And when people start lying and cheating, you get what we've got in America now, which is just a big shit show. And so I think for society to function, you need no cheating. And while it's, it's harmless in sports in most cases, except for like Lance Armstrong, who's an asshole, you know, it can't happen. And that's been God been thinking for this week. Nailed it. Wow, I'm so glad I didn't. I'm so glad I, I didn't have to follow that. You do have to follow that. That's why yeah, I know, I know. I screwed up what I was saying, but um, it still landed. It was a strong point, well reasoned, and that's how you do a guy. I've been thinking. Yeah, no, I, I agree that it's it's. I get very annoyed when people cheat, and um, and in life. especially if I was playing in the game and someone was cheating, uh, I'd be furious. All right, time for time. Uh, JT, you got any rebuttal to that, or did I just destroy you with my garbage thing? <laughs> no, well, I'm just thinking about I cheat constantly, and I'm still a pretty good person overall. What do, so wait, how am I holding wait, it together? What are you cheat? What are you cheating at? Like cards, board games, anything really, I can get away with. <laughs> what board but game I, are you cheating at? But I, I keep it strictly to the bo- the realm of games and sports. Okay. I do not. I don't. I don't cheat my taxes, anything serious. So. In fact, I think it's well, probably you've, you've a sign. Actually, you've made me suspicious now. <laughs> I mean, he's being very open about it. No, but how do the people no, you should be suspicious of are me and you, who are staying very exactly. quiet. Exactly. I'll say I, I definitely distinctly remember cheating as a young boy. We were playing a game of the board game Risk over in Kaiteri, and we were playing on a me and my friend Isaac because we were much younger than Guy and his friends. We were forced to be like a team. And we're playing Mission Risk, where you have a secret mission you're supposed to achieve. Um, but we're playing on a glass table. So we were constantly accidentally dropping stuff and going down on our hands and knees to read the other people's missions. That's a good plan. And then come back up through the table. And I look back on that very fondly. Uh, did yeah. we win the game? I don't think so. Did we have fun cheating? Absolutely. Everyone knows the way to cheat at risk as well as just slip more armies onto the board when no one's watching. But anyway, JT, I've destroyed you. You are destroyed. Um, and I'm I'm going to say right now that the IRD should check your te- tax returns because there's a systematic uh, cheating system going on here. Paul, it's time for Paul Don't Lie. We don't sadly don't have a theme song, but what I'm about to say deserves a theme song. Um, okay, so guys... What's the issue with being a small market kind of team? What? Why is it tough? Players don't want to play there, and you have you make less money off. Uh, you have less fans. Okay, exactly what I wanted. 
if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, what's your biggest fear other than like players dying or getting um, career ending? Giannis leaving. Okay, so what can you do? You know, give him all the money you can. Um, just try and keep him happy, build a team around him. But here's one way I think that hasn't really been exploited. Nicknames. You need to make, force your, well, try and get nicknames to catch on that are location specific or team specific. Very good. Because you would be, I think, much less likely to abandon ship if your nickname is directly related to the team you play Instead for currently. Instead of the Greek freak, he could be the Milwaukee banger, or not that. Yes, so I was thinking um, Baklava, because it's um, there's Baklava, which <laughs> is from Greece slash Turkey, and then the Milwaukee Bucks, Baklava. And it's it, a- that was, I was thinking, like, would KD have left if he'd had, like, a Thunder-specific name, you know? Zeus or Thor or whatever. Um, LeBron James, if you'd called him... Instead of King James, if he'd been King Cleveland Cavalier, James, just Cleveland, Cleveland James. James, King. Oh, what about Cavalier King James after the dog breed Cavalier <laughs> King? What's it called? Cavalier yeah, King. That, that's anyway. Um. So yeah, I'm thinking like if we're the Ma- Orlando Magic, we should be trying to give Jonathan Isaac a nickname. I was the, Orlando's really tough. Like I was like, what do you do, they've Jonathan got no, they've and got Orlando? No worth trying to hold on to. Jonathando, Orlando, Orlando Than. I think just like call him Mix, Mr. Magic or something. That's um, really good. Mr. Magic, I like that. Mr. Magic. Um, I was thinking Aaron Gordon uh, could be or, Orlando Boom after Orlando Bloom, and he's like dunking. That's really he's like bringing good. the boom. Um, I was trying to think for the core four. Mo Bamba was easier because it's like Mo and O, like or like Mo Lando or um, or just like Mo from the O. Uh, Markel Fultz, uh, in in high school at least, I think his coaches called it because he ran like Bambi, like the deer Bambi. So if his nickname's already Bambi, uh, what about just like Walt Disney's Bambi after the film? Um, what? So his so when he gets the ball, they're like, and they kick it out to Walt Disney's Bambi. Well, they could just say Bambi, but everyone knows, like, oh yeah, we're talking about the Disney film because he plays for Orlando. I like, um, I like, uh, I like Orlando Boom. That would work. That, that work well. Yeah, good, Orlando good. Boom's good. Okay, but Paul, I've, I've got a counterpoint for you, Paul. Though. Yes. Giannis' nickname is the Greek Freak, and he, he left Greece. Yes. Ah, uh, no, but not the national team. He played for them. Right. Well, here's another one that you won't be able to refute: Park Kokoriki Express, Christian Cullen. Where where is that? It's it's just outside of Wellington. So you might argue he's still in the Hurricanes region, but he he left Pakakariki. That's in the Wellington region, and he he played for them his whole career. Okay. That's what. Okay, you win. I can see. Does 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 anyone (laughs) have um has any NBA player or athlete had like a location specific place that's not from their hometown? I don't know, but it, it's. I think it's a good way to do it. It's a really another way you could do it, Paul. Idea, though, flip that idea and rename the Bucks the Giannis and the Compass, and be like, you really can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. He might be unhappy though. That might if if that was me and the team was like, we've renamed ourselves the Paul Williamses. I'd be like, that's that's so weird. I don't want to be yeah. here anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and and if they um and, and and if his nickname was also like the Milwaukee boy or something like again, that would probably push him away. Milwaukee was, boy, I like that. Um, <laughs> no, that's that's pretty solid, Paul. I tell you what, you're really coming along at this guy I've been thinking thing, and Paul don't lie, in a few years could be right up there with guy I've been thinking in terms of quality. Um, JT, wow, you've still got a um, you've still got a, a version. We've been working on a name for it, and obviously JT doesn't work well, and neither does Jeremy. Um, yeah, I've been I've come up with J uh, brain teaser, brain J teaser, JT time or JT party, JT party. I quite like that. It's not. I like Milwaukee boy. If I were going to choose anything, well, you're going to call, that... call your segment Milwaukee boy. <laughs> Nah, okay. Working title, working title. Mm. Working title, JT's in my brain. JT, yeah. hit us. Yeah, okay. So um, this is a little bit out of date now, but once th- I have been getting a bit frustrated with people going on about Michael Jordan's competitive spirit, and yeah. which I would have discussed many times on this podcast. Yeah. And so I, I just want to give you this, and I think the competitive spirit thing is bullshit. And this is the thought experiment I want you to do. If you put Jordan's mind... And Pat Beverly's body is Pat Beverly any better? Good question. Patrick Beverly Wait, was, was a Patrick, Patrick Beverly was a really weird person. Paul, he was mentioning that um, Michael Jordan is famous for having. A, yeah, I, I know that. Say. But what was the just the last question? Okay, so so if you put if you put Jordan's mind inside, like so, if you, his mindset, his brain inside Pat Beverly's I think Pat body. Bever- I think Pat Beverly already has a crazy. Yeah, exactly. That was a bad example. Okay, what if what if you put Jordan's mind in Carmelo's body and vice versa? That would have made a huge difference on Carmelo, I reckon. Yeah, it would have improved Carmelo, I think. We How much do? We kind of back... Okay, okay. No, okay. no you're, um, can I right. go back? Can I go back? Your, your Pat Beverly example was actually excellent because the point you're trying to Thank make... Thank you. The point you're trying to make is that p- players are limited by their physical talents... And um, exactly. and Pat Beverly is is Mamba mentalitying as as hard as he possibly can, and he's not going to get any better. He's hit his absolute ceiling, and I I, yes. I hear you. Like Kyle Lowry is probably not going to get any better. Um, he's I working as hard the, as he can. But the thing is, though, like if Pat Beverly didn't have that um, suicidal level of competitiveness, yeah, it's like he's not in the league, right? Yeah, I'm yes. gl- I'm glad you brought so, this up. Yeah. So that's where that's where I was, that was my final part of my before I got derailed. My final part of my thought experiment was now imagine Pat Beverly's mind in Jordan's body. That is a competitor. Ooh. I honestly think that's Michael Jordan. That's just regular. They're Michael quite Jordan. similar. They're quite. Nah, similar. I think it's better. So, I think it's Michael Jordan, but just a bit crazy. It would be like more like more fighting. Here's my here's my theory. Here's my theory that it is a talent like. We often overlook like just intelligence as a talent on people. Like people just born with. Oh no, maybe we don't look over that. But we overlook like work ethic is like a talent that people have. And some people are very talented or intelligent, but don't have a great work ethic. And it like it is just a separate thing that just exists. And all this mamba mentality bullshit and um, whatever Michael Jordan wanks on about is just is just like another way of saying you've got a good work ethic. And it's really interesting in comedy. Because there's definitely comedians who are very successful who aren't talented or even funny at all, but just have a fantastic work ethic and just like, you know, churn out the jokes and churn out the material and find a learner algorithm and, um, n- you know, nail comedy. 
And uh, I'd say, I'd describe Kevin Hart. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a bit harsh on Kevin Hart. But, like, Kevin Hart is kind of a little bit like that, you know? Is everyone gone? Yeah. I'm nah, I'm, I was just thinking it through. But I think, but what my argument is more that Jordan was just, Jordan was, like, of average competitiveness and work ethic for the NBA. But because he was so talented, it, like, fits, you want that narrative to be, oh, he was more competitive than anyone else. But it's like because he was the most freakishly good athlete, as well as being average competitiveness. Like, what if you if you give JJ Redick Michael Jordan's body? Like, what happens there? Yeah, you would get. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But um, I think I think Jordan did have elite level work ethic and competitiveness, though, right? Like that was part. Yeah, I I do think there's still a wide range of that competitive drive in the NBA. Like, even look at, like, Andrew Wiggins, who you would say, like, his body in terms of him and Jordan. Yeah. Like, you know, he's got all the tools, but maybe just ha- doesn't quite have that Oh, my same... God, guys. I've just come up with a great idea, which is probably unethical, but we strap monitoring... Div- okay, this sounds really bad, especially... <laughs> I'm into all it. The, all the players are black, and Black Lives Matter is happening right now, and my idea is to monitor all the players... Maybe, maybe not strap... Okay, my idea of putting monitors into their body is a bad idea, but what about this idea? Cameras tracking them at all times. All times of yeah. the day, and that way we can see how they live their lives. Because there might be a lot of players in the NBA, even successful ones, who don't actually train or work out that much. Like, I'm just trying to think of, like, there might be some, like... I mean, don't get me wrong, most play, 90% of the players in the NBA get there because they're incredibly intelligent and work really hard. But there's a few, and Andrew Wiggins is a good example of someone who maybe doesn't train that much and doesn't work out that much and doesn't put that much effort into his game and as a result is a very disappointing player. And so if we f- could film them at all times, it would be entertaining. Like, you could put it on TV because you get to see them go to the club and hang out with people and stuff like that. would be awesome. And you get to find out whether, like, how much of a difference it is and how much more LeBron James works than, say, a uh, who's the antithesis of LeBron James. Um, I don't know. Good idea. I'd pay. I'd pay a lot of money for that club feed. Are you pretty excited? I'm, Are you pretty excited I, that I'm? Um, I'm. God, I've been thinking is kind of coming into your. I can't really. It. Here's one thing that I remember. It's this is from t- 2014, um, but I found it interesting at the time, and I've thought about it a lot ever since. It was that the Milwaukee Bucks were using facial coding technology to analyze players. What? And, um, and, you know, look at them now, back-to-back one seeds in the East, what's, presumably. What's facial coding technology? Yeah, so I don't fully know how it works, <laughs> but they're looking for, wait, like, wait, micro Don't fully know how it works? You don't know how it works at I all? I know kind of 99% <laughs> how it works. Uh, I helped design the system. Okay. Um, no, so it's called FACS, Facial Action Coding System. And it monitors micro expressions of the players before the start of the draft. So they read a player's happiness, surprise, contempt, disgust, sadness, anger, and fear in order to identify emotional maturity and resiliency. I'm reading this. I'm just reading an article literally right now. Um, But, uh, and I remember, yeah, they were looking for too much of one emotion can be a bad thing. Take example, arrogance, you know, cockiness can be good. But too much, and it becomes bad. This is so um, weird because this is normally what you do just in a job, like an interview, right? You just try and assess these things, and they're tr- trying mm. to use a computer to help with that. And I guess it makes sense. Well, JT, I was, know- I was about, 
I was about to say that because they did draft pretty well. Like they took Giannis uh, was a steal, obviously. Uh, Malcolm yeah, Brogdon, I felt pick, like was a steal. They didn't pick Giannis because of his facial algorithm. They picked him <laughs> because he's um, seven foot tall and he can jump tw- two meters in the air. Mate, facts. Facts don't lie. Facial. JT, have you heard action. of this? This is mental because they'll use this in every aspect of society. No, um, but I was, I was just thinking about a future where I'm going to jo- interview for a job and they're like, oh, hey, just so you know, this is we do that um, micro facial recognition <laughs> thing and what I, would do, what I would do to overcome it. You'd like to... It would be so hard. Just imagine starting to think about every movement your face does, trying to just let off the right amount of um, everything. <laughs> Yeah. But the, what I was going to say was the downside to this this article I'm literally looking at right now is that um, the person they had just drafted, and I know he did get hurt, is Jabari Parker. So they're like, use this technology, and they were like, he's the guy. He's um, he's very hot, so maybe that helps. Like it just makes it just picks out guys who are good looking. I don't know. Isn't Jabari yeah, famous for being not the most mature? Yeah, uh, no, yeah. He's, nah, he, nah, he's weird. I think Jabari Parker, the thing is, he's weird, right? Is he Mormon or something? Yeah, well, he's, he is Mormon, but let's not... Can you pick that up on a facial recognition? He, um, the, the story about Jabari Parker, oh my god, who does he play for now? Jabari Parker played I... for the Wizards, man, he's been around. Who does he play for, the Bulls? The Bulls or the Hawks, I can't tell. Probably the Bulls. Um, yeah, shame about Jabari Parker, but the rumor I heard about him, he went to Duque. The rumor was yeah, that he, he did just, get hurt. He didn't get on with anyone either. It was mm. like weird, but yeah. So they the balance must have been a bit off. They they didn't see like his kind of weirdness was not one of the expressions <laughs> they'd programmed. <laughs> they in need yet. to program in weirdness as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I I remember at the time when I read it, they were like, it was talking about a very specific amount of anger was like good, and I've always thought that was sports like. You can't just be all jokey jokey and expect to be like well, a great he, basketball player, right? Well, here's a, here's a point for here's a question for you then, guys. The bloody anti-cheating league. Wouldn't you want a player that wanted to cheat a little bit? That they wanted to win so much that they were like always going to be the on the edge of cheating? Um. Yeah, but my my point was is that then they go into society and be bad people there too. I'd say that like I'd say you, there's you, also you. are a lot of NBA players who are uh, getting pretty close, you know. Well, who do you Someone think's cheating? Like, no, just like some some of these kind of crafty guys, like who have that kind of crazy competitiveness. Your Chris Pauls, your um, Kyle Lowry's, who are always kind of you know they're always like doing yeah. sneaky kind of stuff. That's like a lot of people would get angry about, and. Um, I think they are good people to have on your team if you want to win basketball Paul, games. Are you, like, are, are you are you saying ultra competitiveness and um, anger in sports is a good thing because you maybe demonstrate some of those attributes? <laughs> yes. And in our social soccer game but, on Saturday, you told me off for jogging over to give you a high five at halftime because I was wasting my energy. <laughs> no, well, if, if you're not going to run on the field, don't then run. Don't then run across the field to give me a high five. I have at a half high time. work rate. I got a good, great work. Put a monitor on me, baby. I'll be covering a lot of ground on that pitch. Yeah, I can co-sign that. 
Um, we've got a big game on the weekend. How I'm like guys? JJ Reddick, where if you'd put the monitor, I would be leading um, distance covered. Please tell I'm me. Like, I'm, like, I'm like Carmelo Anthony, I think. Please <laughs> tell me JJ Reddick is not the leader of distance covered analytics. That's such crock. Because he runs. I think he, I think he is good. I think he is um, good at covering distance. Probably. By, probably. Just by... by the fact that he runs from the furthest corner to the furthest corner. Yeah. But like. Yeah, yeah. He's still an awful defender and embarrassing to have on your team. Like, let's not. I'd, I'd take. I don't know how. Giannis probably covers the least distance because every um, step is like four meters. Um, yeah, that's, that's. I don't think that's how distance tracking works, though, guy. It's not on steps. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, uh... just, it's just the one where you <laughs> can not, shake it. They're not wearing Fitbits. <laughs> they're wearing those stepometers that came out in Cocoa Pop boxes where if you just shook it, it would just. Um... <laughs> Remember, I remember when um, the All Blacks did a um, test and Kevin Mialamu had the fastest leg speed in the All Blacks, but he was still yeah. one of the slowest runners. It was just that his short little stumpy forward legs moved faster than any other player on the team. He still wasn't moving that quick, though. Um, okay, so that was the that was everyone having to go at a guy I've been thinking. Paul tried, Paul don't lie. JT t- tried a... Um, a J- we didn't try, we both a succeeded. A brain teaser. You both, you both gave it a try. And I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. You did, you did pretty well, and it was pretty good for a first time, and maybe in a couple of weeks or a couple of years, you'll be up to my level. Um, that's With Paul Don't Lie, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to recreate Guy I've Been Thinking. It's its own thing. Well, no, you literally... Hey, Paul, yeah. Guy, I've got a bone to pick with you, actually. you got a bone uh, to pick. But, yeah, recently I was on, radio, I was on my podcast app, um, Apple Podcasts, and I was just catching up on Radio New Zealand, and I saw... I've been thinking with Guy Williams, and I thought, oh, this is weird. He's broken out the Guy I've been thinking part from our podcast. But no, you were on a rival podcast doing a very similar segment. That is amazing. How dare you? How? That is amazing. Okay, can I just say for a start, that is amazing that you heard that. Was I didn't know that was released to the public. That's so amazing. This is classic reaction when you get caught doing something. Yeah. Oh, I did not know you <laughs> no, no, no. were listening the, when I said who's that. The, who's the cheat now? I can, can I explain? Can I explain myself? Okay. I, the, the, the segment called Guy I've Been Thinking is plagiarized, but it's not plagiarized from there. It's plagiarized by one of my favorite idiot politicians, New Zealand right-wing, and I don't mean right-wing in, in terms of racist, but he's probably racist too. Famous idiot, the Michael Scott of New Zealand politics, Richard Preble, released a lot of books about his political crap, and it was called I've Been Thinking. And then when that was a success, he released his follow-up book, I've been thinking too. And I was like, that's the stupidest thing you can say. And that's where Guy I've been thinking comes from, an obscure New Zealand political reference. I've been thinking on Radio New Zealand as a segment that they've had for years, which I have to do when I go on their show called The Panel. Um, what was I thinking in that panel, by the way? Something interesting. Uh, it was something about conspiracy theories. But I was so incensed. Like, I was so angry. I could hardly listen. That's amazing. Mm. i got to check that out. So check out my other podcast, Radio New Zealand National. Check out I've been thinking. And also, yeah, um, I don't buy it. Check out. Check, I don't buy it. What, what was there to buy? Well, I I reckon you you'll see me and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I it, I just it happened to be a Radio New Zealand segment called uh, Magic Mayhem. <laughs> I just happened to. Um... Hey, I've been thinking is um, a, a totally different entity, and I claim no plagiarism, but I do plagiarize Richard Preble. Um, that's the end of our podcast. No one's got anything else to say. No. We've been nah. going for long enough. It's been a lot of fun. I've been Guy Williams. I don't do that anymore. Thanks for the yawn. And, I, and I've been Milwaukee boy. 
And shout out to everyone. Uh, we love you from the bottom of our hearts. Goodbye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.